Your reasons for listening to this show, well, those are your own. But just keep in mind that the views, information, or opinions expressed on the Tuttle Daily Podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our sponsors. Yeah, it's called free speech, people. Nobody's forcing you to listen. One-of-a-kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day so far. Make sure you check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E.net. There are a couple of ways you can get a hold of me. You can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com, or leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. And if you don't know about it already, I've been talking about it a lot, Go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Make sure you uh, subscribe. Hit that little bell button because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't get alerted. You got to hit that bell button because you will get a notification every single time I go live or put up any new content. So once again, still have not been able to catch this goddamn rap. Now, it was funny. I was sitting in my car last night doing some show prep. I was, you know, just looking for audio or video to play. This fucking rat is like taunting me outside the window of my car. He is crawling because right next to my car, I have all the ladders like nice and neatly stacked up because I've been cleaning up around here. And that bitch was like trying to get on my eye level and kind of taunt me. But still, nothing. Got a 0.0, double buckshot when it comes to not getting the the mouse, the rat, whatever you want to call it. Once again, slept in bed with a knife and a spatula, ready to do hand-to-hand combat with this massive human. And I got a good look at him. And I got to tell you, he's, he's pretty rugged. This is a very rugged rat. But I am going to get him. I, I promise you this. I'm going to catch him on that glue trap. And I am going to use that brand new knife that I found. If you watch the live stream, I've been sharpening the hell out of it. Oh my God. It's going to be bad for him. Speaking of, you know, a lot of people think rats are mean that your house is dirty. No, we, we, we clean. Our house is immaculate when it comes to being clean. But the other day, I ended up getting some Chinese food. And I don't understand what they do to the chicken, but Chinese food chicken, it is the best. It's the most tender meat. I don't know. Is it, it, 
the I think it I think it it's good for you, but from what I hear, they use a lot of oil and stuff when they cook. But I was getting down to that last bite, and I dropped a piece of chicken on the floor. I mean, do you guys believe in the five second rule? Maybe maybe that's why our immune systems aren't as good as they used to be as humans. Because I know back in the day, if, if I dropped something, as long as it didn't land like straight in dirt, like if it lands on the floor, I will pick it up and eat it. I will. I know I know that you probably shouldn't do that. I would like to hear from any of you guys. Do, do you guys, like if, if it's some really, really good food, like that Chinese chicken that I had, do you pick it up off the floor and eat it? I know the Mythbusters probably did a whole gimmick and a whole show about the five-second rule. But give, leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. The reason that I was talking about, you know, picking things up off the floor and eating, eating them, this guy, I, I forget his name, but I do know that he is married, and I don't even know her name, but if you guys ever uh, remember the show Boy Meets World, Topanga, this guy is married to Topanga, every Gen Xer's crush back in the day. Yeah, Topanga. The guy uh, bought a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and there were shrimp tails in it. Yes, shrimp tails. Now, I don't really, uh, I mean, yeah, it sucks that there, there could have been shrimp tails in the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but it's still edible. You know how I would look at it? I'd be like, hell yeah, I got free bait. I'm going to put one of these fishtails on the end of a hook and see if I can catch a mangrove snapper or something. But I, I think some of these people are just looking for attention now. And I'm almost sure he's going to sue, even though I know, well, see, this is the thing about it. He's married to Topanga, and I'm sure Topanga still has some of that boy meets world money. And he's probably like, oh, man. I feel like less of a man. I'm married to Topanga. I mean, the guy must have a big dick. Because if you see the pictures of this guy, I you're just like, there's no way somebody like that would be with Topanga from Boy Meets World. A man who purchased some Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal from a Woodland Hills Costco found an unpleasant surprise in his breakfast Tuesday. Take a look. Jensen Karp tweeted this picture of shrimp tails. You heard that correctly. Shrimp tails in his cereal. He says upon further investigation, he found, quote, other weird stuff. Gross. Yeah. Okay. This uh, carp guy. Yeah. He, he's definitely trying to get his own coin because why would you be so vague and say other gross things? Because you, I mean, you obviously took a picture of the shrimp tails and stop being a pussy. It's edible. It, it's not going to kill you. The worst thing that my, we, okay, I'll tell you. One time, my mom went to the Winn-Dixie Deli. Got home, maybe made a couple of sandwiches off of it. But then when we got to one layer, there was a Band-Aid in the goddamn sandwich meat. Now, that is something to be pissed off about. Not, not shrimp tails. Grow the fuck up. Stop being a pussy. Go bang Topanga. If shrimp tails is the, the least of your worries right now, you should be worried about 
Ooh, how am I going to be able to keep Topanga from Boy Meets World? The discovery was made while getting his second bowl of cereal, poor guy. Cinnamon Toast Crunch's verified Twitter replied and asked Carp to message its account, but then later sent out a tweet saying, quote, after further investigation with our team that closely examined the image, it appears to be an accumulation of the cinnamon sugar that sometimes can occur when the ingredients aren't thoroughly blended. Carp says the company is being, quote, Can you actually call me out for sounding morning zooish or hackish if I admit what I'm about to say is morning zooish or hackish? But, but with the guy with the last name Carp, which is a fish, why would he have a problem with getting shrimp tails in his cinnamon toast crunch? You would think with the last name Carp, you'd be like, hell yeah, bonus. Incredibly weird and also tried to tell him the shapes in this image are not shrimp tails. They really look like shrimp tails. Katie Johnston for CBS LA. Oh, by the way, I know that you guys cannot see what Katie Johnston looks like, but holy crap. Gotta tell you. I mean, when you start getting into some of those top 10 markets, like like here, uh, New York, Chicago, L.A., like the women are on just another level. Now, I will admit, Orlando, Tampa, they have an amazing stable of very good news reporters and very, very attractive ones. My favorite... Oh, my God. Amy Caulfield. Amy Caulfield is the total package. She really is. If you haven't seen Amy Caulfield and you, and you listen to me in the Tampa area, do yourself a favor. Amy Caulfield, holy crap. Going to take a quick break. Myself, myself, and Tarak are going to be interviewing a local comedian from the Tampa Bay area. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. He's a nerd. I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality. Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer. You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Wish you could have just flown and had your vehicle arrive a day or two later so you can enjoy more time doing what's important to you? Well, you can. Just give Starfire Transport a call. Let the professionals do the driving while you're flying. Starfire Transport specializes in RV and auto transport. They'll also haul watercraft from boats to PWCs, cargo trailers, and more. Service available throughout the continental United States. So don't wait. Call Brian today at 574-349-4193 or 989-751-6106 for your next move. 10% off for veterans past or present. Also, make sure to tell them Tuttle sent you for an additional discount. That's Starfire Transport. Do you have something you want to say? Hey, what kind of preacher is you? Leave Tuttle a voicemail. Because you're kind of ignorant. Especially if you think he's being an asshole. No mega bitch. Will your hurtful comments offend Tuttle? No, baby. Call the show at 407-270-3044. No, baby. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I am joined by my comatose, my co-host. The Rock, hey. Rock, how are you there? I'm here, baby. See, this is the first time we've ever done this. 
It is. Where we are, well, I don't want to say threesome. This is not the first time we've done this, though, because, I mean, we've been on the air with another person plenty of times. But we've been in the studio, though, looking at each other when we've done this. But uh, (laughs) I I would say looking at each other. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my, my next guest is actually in your area. Okay. Jeff Macalino. Jeff, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Doing wonderful. Uh, Chirac, this is Jeff. Jeff, Jeff this what's, is what's up? Macalino. Is it Macalino? Say, say it for us. Macalino. Yeah, I always think of that vowels. song. I, I think of that song. Like, Macalino, Macalino, what, what, what's, what's the heritage on that? Like, because I have a guest coming up that, because I did one of those uh, DNA uh, ancestry kits. Um, Macalino, like, is that Italian? It sounds Italian. Yellow. Is it Italian? I think it's Italian. Hello. Michael, Mac, Jeff, did we lose you there? Maybe it's not Italian. You got offended. Look at that. Is that? That might what, be what, the quickest what, what, interview what, that I've ever done. What would have fit an Italian? I don't know. If you heard what I was saying is I got a guest coming on because I did one of those uh, DNA test kits from Ancestry.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Macalina, is that Italian? What 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 the heritage of that last name? Because I'm always always like curious. Yeah, the Macalino is yeah, that's straight from uh, Italy. I'm uh, I I did one of those twenty three and me's. I'm I'm three quarters Italian. So what's the other what, quarter? Yeah, it is a mix between uh, German, Irish, and Middle Eastern, which was a surprise. <laughs> ah. now Jeff, 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 I don't. You know, you're a comedian. I'm sure you don't get offended by much. Um, Nothing and at you all. Also, and you also have a podcast. Before I get into what I'm about to say, uh, tell everybody where they can find any of the content that you have going on right now. Yeah, the main thing right now is uh, the Jeff Macalino podcast. Uh, and you can find that pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, mainly Spotify and, uh, and Apple. Uh, and, uh, I'm on Twitter. I started an Instagram and a Facebook group. So kind of just getting rolling with all that stuff now. So that's the, uh, main place you can find me. Yeah. The only one I've not gotten on is Snapchat because I thought Snapchat would get me in trouble with the whores. It will. It will. Yeah, it will. Snapchat, you know, I'm a little, I'm probably younger than both of you. No offense. I didn't say Jeff, you look great, but. I mean, I, I'm sure you're a little right around but my age, or maybe older. Facial but, hair makes you look older, though. It does. But, you know, he That's, said you're new to Instagram. So I figured that, that you know, that gave you like five plus years right there. <laughs> well, I, I don't take a lot of pictures is the problem. So I, I never really saw a need to get on Instagram and Snapchat. I'll tell you real quick why I hate Snapchat. Is, it's just for nudes. Well, years ago, uh I didn't have the greatest uh, phone service and I got a booty call via Snapchat that wouldn't <laughs> load until three days later. And uh, it was too late. At that out. Point. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, so Rocky, I mean is, is there, is there a time limit on, on a booty call? Like if a chick is down, uh, like it depends. Is this like the first, bo- like, so basically, if it's the first booty call, then hell yeah, there's a time limit. You know, you got to kind of grab that, you know, as soon as it comes out. But if this is like the, you know, the three or fourth, fifth time, nah, man, she's on your time at that point. So 
the three day Snapchat response that that's about normal. I would say for a multiple booty call type girl. Yeah, unfortunately, this was the uh, first time and apparently the only opportunity I was going to get. <laughs> <laughs> now, you got to get back up on that horse, man. Like, I mean, if you got one that quick, I mean, you you really can't give up. Uh, I, I, I might one day. I'm, I'm getting old. I'm, I'm in my mid 30s now. So <laughs> I knew oh, it. God, what did I say? I, I knew it. I just turned 40. Why do I feel like seriously, guys? You know what makes me feel the oldest is that growing up watching sports, watching your favorite athletes, you were like, oh, man, they're older than me. You always look up to them. But now looking now looking at sports athletes, I'm like, God damn, all these NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB players, uh-huh. they're all younger than me. Yeah, like LeBron is like 36. Oh, yeah. Well, he's done for. What do you mean done for? He's soft. He he's letting some bitch ass ankle sprain. Jeff, how do you over. are you a, are you a LeBron fan? I, I I don't hate LeBron, but you know I grew up with the Michael Jordan being the king, so I I uh, always bias myself against him a little bit. I don't want him to uh, reach the Jordan title number. <laughs> oh, he'll okay. never he'll never do that. He'll never do that because guess what? Jordan stayed and won his championships with all one team and retired uh, and came back. Okay, but he still won all his championships with the same team. Jeff, me and Sirac have this debate all the time. Okay, <laughs> I say that the superstars of today's NBA could not play basketball in the nineties because it was too physical. Agreed. Agreed. They're too what? soft. No, 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 no. Here, here, all right. So obviously, you guys are stuck in the '90s. No, the players today, you can't blame them for the rule change. They are physically better, more skilled, and last a lot longer. You know, they have way more perseverance. I mean, like uh, imagine a LeBron, and I hate to like use him as the mm-hmm. as example, but imagine a LeBron playing in the '90s. Like it would just be him versus Jordan. Every single year, like it wouldn't even be no competition. Uh, the warm Rodman would pit LeBron on his ass yeah, if he showed if up he to the tried game. To take it the whole, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, Rodman, you you know who kept Rodman in in check was Jordan. Jeff, tell him, like seriously, like like okay, here, uh, Jeff. I mean, look look at this. Everybody's making a big deal about Chris Paul just getting ten thousand assists. Look, do you know that John Stockton or not? Uh, yeah, John Stockton from the Jazz uh-huh. has like almost 6,000 more assists than him. That's back in a physical day of NBA. Yeah, but he also had Carl Malone, who is guaranteed to score points. Yeah, you he's can't also get this, you known can't get an to, assist unless the guy scores. He's also known to love the uh, underage women, if you know what I'm talking about as well, too. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> So, Jeff, um, I didn't get a chance to uh, obviously listen to your podcast. I'm kind of new to the whole deal. But what do you usually, you know, topics wise um, talk about? Well, it's it's comedy themed. Uh, I try to get as many comedians on as possible. Okay. Uh, my the reason I started it and this maybe will explain a little bit of it is uh, I kind of had a, 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 a early midlife crisis and uh, decided I wanted to form a career in comedy myself. And uh, at my age, I'm basically a dinosaur for someone who's going to open mics, uh, you know, for 
No, that's not that's not true, man. Some of my favorite comics are, you know, like um uh help me out What's here. Louis? Who are my uh, favorite comics? No, 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 but um the the guy that Louis got CK. Louis CK, the guy that loved to masturbate in front of people. Uh, um, I mean, he was he wasn't young when he started, I don't think. I think he was in his uh, early 20s. There's some there's some young photos of Louis C.K. out there on stage. Jeff Ross. He's funny. Yeah, no. And, and you can be old. my age. I, I think most of the best comedians out there are still older than me, but they also have, you know, 10, 15 years of uh, stage experience. Over right. Oh, <laughs> but you need life experiences, though, to be a good comedian, don't you think? I think that's where I hope to gain an advantage is, I mean, I've had an office job for more than 11 years now. What uh, were you doing? Uh, insurance uh, claims. And I, I still am. You know, oh, there's the, a lot of comedy in job. that, buddy. <laughs> They're like, oh, man, that Hurricane Katrina gave me a lot of business when it washed ashore. And, you know, those FEMA camps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm not a comedian. <laughs> well, just the monotony of the day to day. I mean, and and to be honest, the, the way I wanted to get into comedy and I'm still open to it is more in the writing aspect mm. of it. And even watching things like The Office, I don't think most of the writers of that show ever actually worked in an office. They're all comedians who kind of thought, here's some funny things that could happen. Right. Well, B BJ Novak was, and not a lot of people know this, BJ Novak was one of the biggest writers, a part yeah. of that show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and um, it, uh, Mandy Kalin, too. And yeah, Mindy Kalin, and she doesn't get a, enough credit for the writing of that show as well. Because either. they judge them on, like, the, the acting, right? You saying BJ Novak was, uh, you can even say he was, like, the head writer, but since he played a character as well, my mind immediately goes to like his performance as a character, even though his talent really lied, you know, uh, lied in the in the writing. Absolutely. They're the they're the unsung heroes or the, the writer's room. Now, Jeff, now who is the biggest? So you've done opening, uh, you know, open mic nights. Have you like opened or performed before any big names? Like, what are some of the big names? If you have, what are some of those big names that you performed in front of? I have not yet. Uh, the the stand-up part of the comedy career is, is definitely the one that uh, has taken the longest time to develop. And that's mainly because it's not as easy with uh, the COVID times we live in to actually right. get on stage. Um. So, no, just unpaid open mics so far. No, uh, no big names as far as uh, on sharing the stage with them. Where do you, where do you go usually ahead, go? Because I live in, I stay in Tampa. I stay downtown. And I'm just wondering, like, where, like, say if I wanted to watch, like, one of your performances. And we'll exclude the improv just because I know that's, like, a really popular place. But as far as, like, open mic, where would I be able to find you? The place I'm probably going to make my home is uh coconuts which is on saint pete beach uh oh, okay they have open mics on every tuesday and uh they told me they're actually the oldest uh comedy club in the state i don't know if that's true uh, you know i'm sure well, i probably mean like the, the, the population around there is probably the oldest in the state as well but 
Yeah, but, um, and it's 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 got a mixed bag of uh, age too, which I like. I mean, you've got some real young people, you've got some real old people who are clearly just doing it to you know scratch an itch, right. not not make a career out of it. So it's a fun uh, environment. Now, Jeff, let me ask you this though: like, you uh, can you share any stories of bombing? Because even the greatest comedians have bombed on stage. Oh, yeah, every, everyone does. I think the, the key is, uh, especially when you're doing open mic night, is almost everyone bombs because most of the audience at an open mic night is mm -hmm. other performers who are not listening. So you're, they're not going to laugh. They're, right. they're, their head's buried in their notebook or in their phone preparing to go up on stage. Or they're they're stealing your joke. That 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 too. The the good thing, although it's made it difficult because you have in open mic nights typically you just get five minutes. The good thing is I am not a setup punchline type comedian, so everything I say is really story based. So the good thing for me is almost everything I say is based on something that actually happened in my life. So. It, is that much harder for someone else to actually steal it and make it their own? Ah, uh, okay, I get what you mean. It's kind of like how like Kevin Hart does, right? Like everything is always like revolved around like his family and what really his happened. Kids, yeah, yeah, now, exactly. Now, Jeff, like, all right. So, if I'm just giving you any advice, these other comedians that are out there, I say you start beef with them, right, Karak? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I mean, what, 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 what sold? the most hip-hop record was the east coast west coast beef correct yeah so, you, so just get to find a rival yeah a rival that like you know even if you're both in on it and you guys both have an agreement like we are just taking the gloves off like you know i'm going to say the worst things i can say about you you can say the worst things about me and then let's just let's get rich It, it, it doesn't sound like a bad idea. I'm a, I'm a very nice person at heart. So it would, it would definitely have to be a, a gentleman's agreement that we're, we're actually uh, in on the secret together. But, but just so you don't do, like, do you work blue? Like, do you do any controversial type content? I have a very hard time not doing controversial content. Okay, well. Well, we're saying that because this is something that me and Sorak have talked a lot about is the cancel culture that is going right. on in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, like, give me an example of like an offensive, like opinion or something that you would talk about on stage. Well, I, and I, I don't ever want to unnecessarily offend someone, but I. Oh, please do. Please do. Please. No, please. Do. I, I mean, we it. want it. Yes. I, 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 yes. I say racist shit about my old self sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I went on stage one time and, and started my act by saying, you know, I, I had to trash my whole act. I was a big racist, but then I watched a football game and the end racism was painted in the end zone in Jacksonville. So I decided, you know what? Maybe I should stop being racist. Just things mm -hmm. like that, which, you know, I'm not saying that saying end racism is a bad thing, but yeah. 
is any racist going to see the words end racism and think, huh, you know, no, what? I mean, maybe like, I should stop. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I mean, a lot like, of racists don't know they're racist at the same time. <laughs> oh, I 100 percent agree. And that's kind of the you know, that's kind of where I, I go. I make a joke later. I'm like, oh, no, yeah. I, it wasn't in Jacksonville. They suck. Like, like the back of Tom Brady's helmet. Like this weekend. And uh, and, uh, I'm not trying to like pour acid on a, a sensitive topic, but like. With the whole like Elena thing with the shooting, which is very sad, by the way, very very sad. But like, that's not racist though. But no, I, but I, like, it was a, it was like you know the hate crime is like Asians apparently, or that's how it was portrayed. But like as a black man, like for some reason, like I didn't really care too much. And then I thought to myself, is this what it feels like to be white? Like I want to care, but a part of me feels like I really don't care, which is kind no, of because. Up. No, because the Asians, man, they're like, man, yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, I, no, no, look, no, 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 no. I, uh, no, 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 no. What I think, though, but I, I, you want me back to what I'm saying? Don't take offense to this, Jeff, but I think the Italians are the racist, most racist people out of anybody in the whole entire world. I mean, just watch the Sopranos. Yeah, I think the Sopranos is maybe a bit of a, a lot of Italians I know actually don't like the Sopranos because the <laughs> no, way it but, but, portrays but, Italians. But get what I'm saying, though. You know, like Italians, I think it's so mad because, you know, I was going to talk about that scene in the movie True Romance where Dennis Hopper talks about it. But, you know, a lot of people don't know the well, history. So you can't just fly past that. Like we've seen True Romance and who know who. Dennis OK, Robert well, is. he. Well, you don't know movies at all, but he gives this big monologue because these Italians are about to kill him anyways. And he goes off and he's like, you know, I love history. I love that shit. I find it fascinating. But did you know that the Moors, you know, who were black, did so much fucking with your great great grandmother that now you guys don't have the blonde hair and stuff. Now you got the dark hair because they did so much fucking of the Italian people at the time that you have black blood in your body. Yeah, but you can't spend that as in a stand up. Like Jeff, how would you spend, how would you spend that on an open mic with five minutes? <laughs> hey yeah, guys, you know how why Italians the have Moors? black hair? <laughs> no, but they. I mean, I can't say a lot of the words that Dennis Hopper used in the movie, <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that it is true. A lot of Italian have African-American blood in them. Yes, yeah, but absolutely. So everybody. Look at Sirach, you know me. Do you, you think got, I got? You, listen, you, Jeff, have you done? You said you've done the 23 and me, right? Yes. Okay. I've done the answer and I told you did answer sheet. Yeah, well. but guess what? No, but hear me out, though. I'm about to do this interview with the DNA sleuth, Christina uh, Fitzgibbon, uh, and she, no, uh, laugh your ass off, but this is what she does for a living, motherfucker. So. Yeah, she called her the DNA sleuth. That's so close to slut. Sleuth is a, like a slang oh, for Trust slut. me, I will send you her picture, and trust me, I wish, because... He's pretty damn hot. All right, we'll give someone some real DNA. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, whatever. So, but what I'm trying to say is I told her before we go on the air, I don't want to know anything, but she said that there is some very interesting shit in my lineage, Jeff. 
And come to find out that my great great grandmother's last name was Heil, like and Heil Hitler, H E I L. So I'm afraid that I'm going to find out that I got some Nazi blood in my system. Well, that's not terrible. Yeah, I mean, you you know, you you weren't alive. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you can't you can't take the blame. I mean, Nazis had kids too. I mean, it's not like they they weren't fucking. fucking but you would all right. So you're telling me like you guys wouldn't have a problem if you were like you like I know it's not your your fault, but like you guys wouldn't be like kind of bummed out if you found out if Adolf Hitler was like a great 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 grandfather of yours. Did I get? Oh yeah, no, that would bo- that would bother me a little bit. <laughs> I mean, The Rock. I don't know. I got maybe Ad- like maybe ma- maybe Adolf liked the black women. I think he did. I think a lot of those like history villains do, and they just you know they they never admit it, but you always find out like, oh by the way, uh, Adolf had a mistress that no one knew about, and you know next you know I I do history dot com and I'm like, what is this two percent German bullshit? And lo and behold, I'm related to Adolf as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, would you? I mean, is that something to brag about, or is that something you keep I to mean, yourself, Jeff and Sirach? I keep it to myself for sure. I'd I'd brag, but it'd be a humble brag. Like I'd be like, no wonder I have such good leadership skills. Like, <laughs> no my, wonder I give great God. speeches. So, I mean, yeah. you can't understand a goddamn thing that Adolf Hitler was saying during his speeches. But you could just tell how passionate he yeah. was that he was saying some pretty important shit back then now, or or it was just complete bullshit. Well, Jeff, as a as a comedian, like, you know, like like Tuttle's saying about like the whole just the body language, like, is that, you know, when you're when you're doing an act or whether it's open mic or, you know, five minutes or, or not, like does selling like the, the tone, your body language, is that more important than actual like joke? Yeah, I think I've learned probably the hard way that that's the case because I can I, I can have the tendency to go up there and, and say the words correctly. And uh, if you're kind of just monotone and not putting a little movement into it, uh, you know, you, you that kind of act only works if you kind of build a personality and you can't do that in five minutes. I mean, there are some comedians who are pretty just monotone and and uh-huh. almost boring but over an hour you get their personality and you uh, you find them funny dude uh, you know talk uh, you know uh, th- i wanted to bring up hecklers and i know a lot of you guys are gonna think that i'm like being a dick but the one comedian because if i was a comedian Turok, i don't know about you but like i would be wanting to throw hand <laughs> with hecklers you can't but- it you gotta keep no, your composure. Carrot, no, Carrot Top is the last comedian that you would want to fuck with. Yeah, did he get like super buff? Dude. At some point. Dude, Google a picture of Carrot Top. Just I don't even know. Like Google Carrot Top like buff or like rip. I know that's a weird search history. Yeah, I know. I'm like, you don't so want... many like weird ads like for. <laughs> for... But the dude is jacked as fuck. Like, I'm for real. He's going to, like, the dude is ripped. But, like, that's why I couldn't be a comedian because I would want to fight motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. You, ahead, you, you, you really have to, uh, 
if you can ignore them and keep going, I, I again, with open mics, there really aren't hecklers, uh, but sometimes there are loud drunks in the room. Um, so you, ha- if you can talk over them, you just do that. And uh, mm-hmm. otherwise, uh, especially with the loud drunks, fortunately for me, I have a lot of experience being the loud drunk in the room. So I'm able to usually disarm or uh, make a joke to insult them in a, in a nice mm-hmm. uh, non-combative way. Never okay. go, never go the Michael Richards route. Chirac, oh, do you know man. who I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, you know, the guy and from it, it, it makes me sad because it's it's even worse when it's someone like you think is funny, right? Or like, oh, he's a cool guy, probably. If I yeah, it's him. Kramer. Who knew Kramer was racist as fuck? I don't think he's racist. I think. But then why he was do just piss and know what knew what to say? He didn't know how to deal with hecklers, so he yeah. went. I actually talked to a comedian about hecklers on my podcast and one of the things he and this is consistent with all comedians they say well look michael richards was a comedic actor he wasn't a stand-up comedian he had no idea how to deal with hecklers you never go nuclear with a heckler and he went nuclear what is the most offensive thing i can say and it'll be funny and shut him up that's what he thought uh so no i don't think he's racist either i think he was not a stand-up comedian and he got caught in a bad situation and definitely was racist in the moment. (laughs) Now, Sirach, let me ask you, does it make it worse? Like if you would have not used the hard R at the end, Mm -hmm. like, does that make a difference? Yeah. The hard hard R is like, I don't know if you ever play like fighting games, like street fighter or something like that. The hard R is like, the the combo you know it may it like times it by x and it's just it's 10 times as worse than just the so it's like a fatality back in yeah the day exactly in it's, it's the it's the finish him like if if he was in the mortal Kombat video game like his finishing move he would just say you know he would say what he would say in it with the hard r with the hard r and then like your ears would explode or some shit like that i don't know you know mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh dude that would be oh man we <laughs> need to talk about that Sirach. We need to pitch the character. They got a move. They I don't know if you guys have seen it, but they um, it's a new one coming out. I think next month. What another Mortal Kombat? Yeah, it's like a, a uh, updated one. Uh, I guess I don't know. Yeah, uh, Jeff, I'm, but Jeff, so like now, give me your Mount Rushmore of comedians, the ones that, and I'm not talking about what what other people think are the best comics. In your opinion, like, give me your top four comedians, the ones that have inspired you. That's that's a good one. Um, number one, I would definitely say is Doug Stanhope, who a lot of people don't know. Uh, he he's the, the guy who actually made it me think like, you know, you can just be yourself on stage. He, you know, warts and all uh, he, he's he's rough around the edges, so he's not. Uh, I don't know if you guys do this, but occasionally when, you know, just a few guys hanging out at a house, will throw on uh, some comedy. Mm-hmm. Doug Stanhope's not a guy you want to throw on the screen uh, because he's Why, not very offensive. <laughs> he can be very offensive. He talks about I mean, he has a great bit about uh, helping his mother commit suicide. Um, she was terminally uh, ill with cancer, so she was going to die. Soon. Oh, we I've already got the plans like I. um. <laughs> I have a contraption already made okay, for my mom uh, where it is a sawed-off shotgun and a string 
that she can put on her finger. So like jigsaw. And, so you're like yeah, jigsaw. Kind of, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would definitely, uh, you know, hey, would you, Sirak? Like if you, you know. I mean, what, like build like could, a suicide you, device. Yeah, could you take out your mom? Like, say she was in a lot of pain. She was like, Ciroc, <laughs> grab the shotgun. <laughs> yeah, I need you to blast me right in the face. This got dark. Oh my god! Hell no! <laughs> of course not. And, I mean, but I'm saying she's in the options. worst pain in the world, and she's begging you. Why would I like be in this situation though? Like, where are we? Are we like on an island somewhere? Zombie, where zombie no apocalypse? Around? No hospital? Oh like, god! She, no. She's been bitten by a zombie. Oh, I would just let the let, let the shit. You just would run let her course. turn. Yeah, Wait, yeah. You, would, you would like. What would you do? Like, have you seen you, I Am would, Legend? Like, there's is a small chance that there could be a cure found in the future, and then everybody can turn back. I wouldn't. I would let her turn. So what would and you then do? I might just let her eat me. Gagger. What would you do? Put it like a ball gag on your mom or something, where she can <laughs> bite you or shit, or pull her teeth out. Um, yeah, like, I think you would have would to you? pull her teeth out, right? And just handcuff her. What about you, Jeff? No, I just find a, a secure room and I'd, uh, you know, send uh, animals or people I didn't like in the room with her and, you know, keep her alive. J again, just in case there's a, a vaccination or something in the future. Wait, you put animals in the room with it? Yeah. Well, well, whatever, no, to, to keep her, her alive. Her like, oh. I, mean, I mean, so what would you feed your mom? Like stray dogs or something? Or like, I mean, are stray you going to give her like, are you going to like, you know, hook your moms up and like bring in a beef cow or something? or or like a pig. I mean, you know, zombie apocalypse, anything goes. I mean, you know, strangers, uh, animals. Yeah. You know, I don't know whatever, what zombies uh, eat. Whatever but. you could catch. <laughs> Speaking of that, Jeff, quick question, because me and Tuttle were arguing about this earlier. Speaking of animals. All right, Tuttle, I think you know where I'm going with this. But oh, so here we go. Without, without you even, you know, Tuttle, without. I ain't going to say nothing. shit. Don't say nothing. Say so who wins, Jeff? Who wins in a fight? I'm sure you've heard this before. Between. A gorilla or silverback, whatever you want to call it, and I don't know, like a grizzly bear. Oh, um, and why? What your reasoning behind it? Yeah, I got to hear this. I mean, I I think, but I don't know scientifically if I am correct. I think I had heard previously that pound for pound of mammals that gorillas were the strongest. Thank you. But is a butt coming. But well, I, I don't think they're as vicious. But then again, I've heard about gorillas who were like docile and friendly with humans who've just crushed them on accident, like turned the, their bones into powder. Yeah, did you <laughs> see what Harambe did you see what Harambe did to that little kid? He didn't kill him, he didn't gorilla? crush him. Oh, he dragged him through the water like a rag doll, though. Like a toy. I, I think the gorilla's gotta be out. A lot smarter too. So I, you Thank know, I, you. I think. Oh my god! I, I think I'm leaning gorilla, man. All right, fair yes. enough. Two gorillas, one grizzly. I was thinking, like, if they were actually in a fight, like, I'm sorry. Gorilla... This is this is going to be a, a poll on Tuttle.net, and I'm also going to put it on my social media page. Okay, well, if that's and the I'm... case, then I'm then I'm going with polar bear. If you, if you get to pick the biggest of the animal, I get to pick the biggest species of of, uh, of bears. Oh, now you got to make this in this environment. You're going to want to put a white bear versus a <laughs> silver, gorilla. Gray, silver, gray, silverish. OK, gray, but gray yeah, I know. Like, Ciroc, <laughs> like we're all just trying to come together as a country. OK, right fine. Now. We'll go. Grizzly, you're, one to, you're one. You're one. Oh, to so it's grizzly. So it's brown or black. 
So <laughs> what is that supposed to be? Well, but we've already talked about this, Sirach. You know, and you know, you've even admitted that darker skin look down on lighter skin. Minority. What do you mean? I didn't say I. I did not admit that. I said it seems it happened. It happened, but I think that's just like a a, a perception thing. It's nothing like you know. There's no actually advantage to either one. Just so like, you're damned I, if you do, you're damned if you don't. Pretty, pretty much. Me, and I think the Grizzly and, wins every time. Me and Jeff are just going to sit back and was like, yeah, let's let's see this light-skinned-ass brown bear fight <laughs> this dark-ass gorilla. Silver. And he's and silver. silver. <laughs> well, but I mean, he's on his back. What, black people? Uh, uh, never mind. I ain't going to say shit. I'm going to get myself <laughs> in you, trouble. Listen, if you don't wear cocoa butter, sometimes you can be a little silver or gray. Okay, all right. Dude, All I'm saying well, is the grizzly. We need like one of those like simulations that you know. These, how can we make this happen without? I don't PETA? know. Like, I mean, can we get like too old? Like, you know how they have the senior PGA tour? Can we get <laughs> like a a brown bear or a grizzly that's on his last leg? But how do you make a fight? Or gorilla? <laughs> and you just well, I mean, come on now. I mean, if you pit two animals like that in a cage together. Yeah, but you like, pit them in an octagon, and also do does Joe Rogan? Do you have to have Joe Rogan call that yeah, fight? Yeah, I think so. Like, and and I feel like Joe Rogan would have like stats about each one for some reason. Like, oh, the grizzly bear has this is his third fight of the week, and the gorilla is undefeated, and all that. The grizzly's got the reach, the but the the gorilla is you know more muscular. I'm sorry, Jeff. We're not yeah, ignoring I know. you. <laughs> We're not. Me and Sorak right are going off on our own there. But, uh, <laughs> but all right. So now we, we went through your first comedian there. Uh, where does Carlin fit in your, like, ranking? Carlin uh, and, uh, and Richard Pryor are two who kind of predate me as far as uh, age. But those are the two that my dad uh, – was kind of obsessed with my dad's still obsessed with Richard Pryor. Like every time I go over to his house, he's like, Oh, listen to this 15 minute set of Richard Pryor's. Uh, so those are the two that I wasn't old enough to actually enjoy them while they were uh, in their prime. Uh, but those are the two of the older age. Uh, and actually I'll add in uh, Robin Williams to, to kind of the older group of people uh, of comedians. So, Rock, did you did you ever see any Robin Williams comedian no. or comedy stand up? Just no. All I've seen of him like, was uh, was it Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire. Of course, of course, you would go straight. He was like, he that. was just. I was, you know, like Jeff was saying, I was just too young, and you know, I didn't really know who he was Jeff, at the time. Jeff, let me ask you. It almost seemed like Robin Williams. You know, most comedians have a set, and I'm sure Robin Williams did have a set. But it seemed like he would go off script sometime. Like, and also, you know, there were rumors that he loved the cocaine back in the day. I believe and, that. Well, he did. Yeah. Oh, he was one of the most, like, this guy did not take a breath the whole time he was on stage. Well, you know, what's funny with him is even when he would go to rehab and get off the cocaine, he kept that personality. He was a, a million miles an hour all the time. What's amazing with him is, and it, you know, I was really too young to enjoy it at the time with a lot of his movies. 
he went from being one of the best stand-up comedians to the he was goodwill he, hunting. He went, yeah, he was uh, one of the biggest stars of Hollywood. I mean, Goodwill Hunting, Patch Adams. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Insomnia, where he played a yeah. brilliant villain with uh, Al Pacino. Sorak has never seen any movie. No, like, Jeff Tuttle has seen all movies. So if he mentions the movies that I haven't seen, apparently I have. I'm like, I don't know anything Ciroc, about movies at all. There are always movies that like around my age where I was like six or seven years old. <laughs> like I'm not gonna know that shit. Wait, so you can't go back and watch movies, Sorak? Please. Yeah, but I'm like gonna, it's 21st I'm, century. It's 2021. Gonna, Who's going I'm, back for anything? I'm going to lose a lot of respect for you if you say no to this <laughs> next question. <laughs> All right, have you, have you, or have you not seen the movie Goodwill Hunting? This would Ben Affleck, right? Well, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, Matt both Damon. wrote it. And wait, what the hell is Reindeer Games? Is that something different? Dude, Reindeer Games is a piece of shit compared. To but are they both in it? hunting? Are they both uh, in the same no, things? No, no. Ben Affleck is in uh uh reindeer games. Okay. And okay, no, I haven't seen Goodwill Hunting. I I, I wait. So listen, God I may have se- I may have seen it. So Jeff, so basically Tuttle's really good with titles of movies. I'm really good with what happened. You know, so like he has to like describe the plot, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen it. It's- there's a math problem on a chalkboard in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So, so he's a janitor. Yeah, I seen but it. But he is super smart. Okay. Then tell me, tell me, give me, give me some plot, plot parts in the movie. Then, because uh, I got to call Sirak out on something. Um, I've already told you that. Okay. Well. Okay. He's a. All right. You said he's a janitor, and he does the math problems, and he meets the professor, and they become really good friends. And I remember. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that not what happened? No. And in the end, like he gets like a scholarship to the school. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fuck Matt no. David. No, no, but Sirac, though, here, basically, you know what the story is about. I mean, yeah, he is a genius, but he had a lot of childhood trauma growing up, right, Jeff? And in, in, in the movie. And Just he right. has he Oh, he I've has, seen it. I know. <laughs> he he has to see, and I don't you know what? That's the next movie I want you to watch. If you, Good if you Hunting, will. I've seen it. I just don't remember. Does that? Anyways, count? Robin Williams is his psychiatrist, his therapist. You know, and it's all about the stories of, you know, not about race. It's about class. You know, it's about, you know, four guys from Boston that would take a baseball bat. You know, we've all had those boys that we grew up with that we would have each other's back. I, I, I'm almost absolutely sure that you, you have guys that you grew up with that you would always have their back on, right, Sirach? Right, of course. Okay, well, I mean, it, it is just this great movie, and you got to remember, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck at the time were unknown people, and they wrote this movie all on their own. Well, okay, I'll tell you, what, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll rent it. Dude, that means you have I feel like it. I feel like I've seen it already, but I'll, I'll rewatch it just to remember what happens now. So, Jeff, so so you got, you know, you had prior. Um, now, what about Eddie Murphy? Uh, I, I haven't seen as much of his stand up as I would have liked to have. 
Uh, I mostly know him as an actor. Uh, one of the first movies I remember seeing, I was probably way too young for it, but my dad, again, who, uh, you know, must have a real uh, comedian inside of him, uh, was Trading Places. Uh, oh, dude. Sirac- I know. And I'm sure he hasn't I'm, seen that either. <laughs> I'm not going to even ask Sirac if he's seen Trading Places, if he uh, has any of them. Is that Eddie Murphy in The uh, Other Guy? Uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, and they're stockbrokers, right? Well, yeah. Dan Aykroyd's a stockbroker, and then the other guy's a bomb. Eddie's oh, you have a bomb. Seen, you have seen yeah, I've seen. So, <laughs> see, when you guys explain it, like, then I've now, seen you it. know what he's doing? He's Googling shit right now. <laughs> as it, I know, I got si- Siri, what is this movie? <laughs> IMDB. <com>. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. So, what is your favorite Eddie Murphy movie, Sirach? My favorite Eddie Murphy movie? Um, oh, man. I, I'm more like a stand-up. So I like his like raw stand-up. Did, so did you see Raw or the other one he did? Uh, Delirious. I'm, yeah, Delirious. I've seen both of them. I get them mixed up, but I've seen both of them. Now, say what you want. The guy was one of the first comedians that came out and actually like dressed to the nine, like wearing mm-hmm. flashy shit. Like what comedian wears an all leather fucking red suit? I think he wore a purple Nobody. one and another Nobody. one. Nobody. But I mean, he pulled it off. Well, that, but back in the eighties, like you could wear shit like that, though. Like that was cool. Like Rick James, like his outfit, that was cool. You pull that shit now, you you know, you start to question which way people, you know, kind of fly there. All right, now I I have Jeff and Sirac on, and I want to get the the opinions. Bill Cosby. Now you know he always used to talk because the reason I bring up Bill Cosby, Eddie Murphy was talking about the time. That Bill Cosby told uh, called him on the phone, and yeah. and and was bitching him out about you know being you know using dirty language. Uh huh. But now come to find out that Bill Cosby was the dirtiest of them all. Like he was raping bitches. He was drugging them. Yeah. Don't say it. Just spray it or drop it. Don't say it. Just drop it. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> no, like, you're doing it all that. wrong. But Ciroc, though, in the black community, was that like, oh man. America's father, because even me being a, a, a white kid growing up, we were like, oh, man, Bill Cosby's cool as fuck. I mean, he'd be a cool yeah. ass dad. It's 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 weird because, yes, I know the Cosby show was extremely popular, but at the end of the day, Bill Cosby is still a comedian. Right. So, like, you can't nothing in Jeff, nothing is comedians. But like, I mean, the whole American dad, you know, persona that was given, that was just kind of weird to me because. One, my family, I didn't grow up like that. And, you know, it wasn't that type of household. He was a so. doctor. Wasn't he a gynecologist in that show, too? Was he? I, I thought that he delivered babies or whatever. At, I, I can't remember. Now, now it all starts to right. make sense. Dr. Huxtable. Dr. Yeah, Dr. <laughs> Cliff Huxtable. And, you know, maybe Cliff was writing scripts of his own to drop in bitches' drinks. You know, that's an actually... OBGYN. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Anyway, guys, we need to wrap this up. Jeff, hopefully you enjoyed this conversation. You know, I just wanted to, you know, get on bullshit and everything. I would love to have you on the show again once, you know, the 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 pandemic comes uh to an end. You can get back out there and start. You know who I need to get him in in contact with, Sirach, is Mm -hmm. uh Rob Gardulo. You know, uh, what movie you know, was Rob, he in? No, <laughs> I'm Rob was, kidding. You were an intern when he was a producer on the radio show. Rob Gard, I don't think I know him. 
Well, maybe K-Man was the producer at the time. Yeah, Anyways, no, K-Man was the producer at the time. I don't okay, know but Rob, Rob owns a touring comedian place or, or comedy tour called the Chuckle Hut. I mean, they do a lot of stuff down in Southwest Florida. Uh, as well as in the Sarasota area. So I need, to, I, I would love to get uh, Jeff and him in contact. Yeah, that'd be, actually, that'd be great. And, um, and Jeff, give me the name of that place again, because I do, you know, I, I, even though I'm in Tampa, you know, I, I frequently visit St. Pete. So, you know, I'd love to come out there and check out uh, some open mic nights and see what you got. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Coconuts. It's on, Coconuts. Uh, it's in St. Pete Beach. It's, okay. it's hard to find, but uh, GPS makes it easy. So. All right, buddy. I'll check it out. All right, Jeff. Appreciate the interview, man. Once again, tell people about your podcast. Yeah, again, it's the Jeff Macalino podcast. You can find me Spotify, Apple, any anywhere you find podcasts. And uh, I'm at St. J Mac on Twitter and Instagram. You know, he's a Saints fan, right? Oh, that's, man. That's that's why, you know, You're in the wrong city at the wrong time. <laughs> no, actually, you got no. that right, man. Keep keep, <laughs> keep keep rooting for him. You know, that's, that's what we need. We need some competition. So Jameis Winston. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? You I listen, I would love to see Jameis come in there and and kill it, though. I I, I really, really would. I think Jesus, Jesus. I, obviously, Tuttle is not a, a huge Tampa Bay Books fan, because if you were in Tampa, you would not be saying that. Oh, I'm a Dolphins fan. And you know what? The Bucks bought a championship just like the Marlins did back in the day with the World Series. This is exactly what they did. Well, you can't blame them. You got what you paid for. On our... <laughs> All right, guys. I enjoyed this conversation. I Me really too. appreciate it. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Of course. Thank you. Thanks for coming up, Jeff. Yeah, thank you, guys. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. Nerd, radio personality, and hot talk satirizer. You're listening to the Tuttle Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Last segment of the show, but I wanted to share one of these stories that I saw over the weekend about the oldest living, serving law enforcement officer in the United States. He goes by the name of Buckshot, and Buckshot, Buckshot seems pretty badass, in my opinion. It's often said age is just a number, and there's no better example than an officer in southern Arkansas. Here's CBS's Omar Villafranca. He drives around in an unmarked police car, but everyone right. in Camden, Arkansas, Hello, knows his name. Hey! 91-year-old L.C. Buckshot Smith is the oldest police officer in the state. And just to let you know, Buckshot's like, Buck wearing a mask. He's out doing the patrol. 
no protection at all. I mean, he is carrying a sidearm, but that lady just came up and, and, and hugged on him. And old Buckshot, he's 91. He's like, fuck the coronavirus. He moves a little slower now, but he still walks the beat of his hometown four days a week. How y'all doing? What makes you a good police officer, even at 91? This badge and gun don't make you a police officer. Hello, Mr. Buckshot. You got to respect people. You know, I, I was just thinking about this. You know, if if Buckshot's been on the beat for as long as he has been, it had to be pretty hard and difficult being an African-American in Arkansas. Not just Arkansas. The reporter said Southern Arkansas. That that had to be a little difficult back in the 60s, if you know what I'm saying, right? Like, how does that even go over when a black police officer pulled over a white person? There had to have been problems back in the day when it came to that. I'm just saying. I mean, white people wore dicks back in the day. He earned his popularity by working more than four decades for the Washita County Sheriff. That's him in the photo holding the shotgun. After 46 years as a deputy, he retired for only five months. I don't hunt. I don't fish. So in his 80s, he became a rookie Camden cop. He carries a firearm but he doesn't have to use it. Listen, in no way am I making fun of Buckshot because Buckshot is pretty badass, but it is funny as hell to see a 91-year-old, you know, pulling out the jammy and letting two fly, to quote the BC boys, uh, because the recoil on that 9 milli is kicking him back big time. They, they've actually got a, uh, like, training officer in the shooting range, I think probably standing behind him just in case Buck, Buckshot falls over from shooting that gun. He knows your mama and he knew your grandmother. So he has the authority to speak into our lives. How many people do you think you've arrested in your career? Oh, I've taken more people's home and I risk taking the jail. Officer Smith says he'll retire when the good Lord tells him to. Until then, Buckshot plans to keep rolling and patrolling. Omar Villafranca, CBS News, Camden, Arkansas. All right, guys, got to get out of here. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure you go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell button so you're alerted. You get the notification. Because I'll be going live again tonight at 8 p.m. on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tuttle. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out Vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by Starfire Transport, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Lamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions, Facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by JCVoiceOver.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. 
check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, what's going on?